Is your job leaving you just over broke and out of hope? Maybe this is your year to get into IT. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life in months, not years. Best of all, we've slashed tuition, and financial aid is available to those who qualify. Attend classes day or night, live online from the comfort of your home. Go to My Computer Career and fill out the free career evaluation. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. It's Tango Day, everybody. Follow after me and step and bet and slide and dip. That's Tango. Why is Ice-T leading our Tango class? It's probably the heart-shaped Honey Nut Cheerios. He found out they can help lower cholesterol. Now he's having fun taking care of his heart in all sorts of new ways. Let's see those hips move, people. Hurry and get your heart-shaped Cheerios. They're only here for a limited time. Wonder if you should get tested for colorectal cancer? Well, it's the second leading cancer killer in the U.S. And screening helps prevent it. So if you're 50 or older, it's time. Even if it doesn't run in your family, most often colorectal cancer occurs in people with no family history. And it doesn't always cause symptoms, especially early on. So don't wait for symptoms to get tested. Screening helps prevent the disease by finding precancerous polyps so they can be removed. Remove the polyp, prevent the cancer. Screening also helps find colorectal cancer early when treatment works best. You might be thinking, oh no, not that test. But here's the thing, you have options. There's more than one screening test. Talk to your doctor to find the one that's right for you. No more excuses. If you're over 50, get tested. Because colorectal cancer screening really does save lives. A message from HHS and CDC's Screen for Life campaign. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Welcome back. It is our number two, the Sports Hangover, 800-998-1003. If you like to chime into the conversation. Saints making it official. Pete Carmichael, the offensive coordinator. They do now have two defensive coordinators, co-defensive coordinators. So if you like to chime into that conversation, feel free. Um, also, Pels get back into action tomorrow. Taking on the Suns. And, you know... No Chris Paul, Phoenix playing at OKC tonight. Then have to travel back home to Phoenix. So that's, is that something the, the Pels can take advantage of? Sunday, the Lakers in LA. Anthony Davis will not be playing. The Lakers, two games ahead of Portland. Portland, two games ahead of the Pels and Spurs. Portland the 10th spot, Lakers the 9th spot currently right now. So we'll get into all of that if you'd like to continue. Because I asked you, of the 23 games remaining for the Pelicans, how many realistically do you think they need to win? Do they need to win 15, which is what I've been saying? Like 15 of 23? Do you think that gets them in? Do you think 8 gets them in? 8 of 23. I Daniel yesterday, Salerson of the Pels Radio Network, he said, look, Probably got to be better than 500. 
Well, 11 and 11 is 22, so 12 and 11. I mean, it's got to be more than 10, right? I mean, you got to at, le- at least win 10, huh? You got to win at least double-digit games out of 23, don't you think? For it to happen. So we can discuss that as well. And also, what a lot of people are discussing on social media right now, including a member of the Pelicans broadcast team. And, and that is the Knights of Chaos. It's a carnival crew. It's going to roll in front of Muses tonight. They're a satirical political parade, right? Uh, I would definitely say the PG-13 and above type, right? Maybe even R. Based on, it's adult-themed type floats. So today the paper puts out there, the advocate, they, it's a, it's a you know, fold-out section of all of the floats. They've been doing that for all the different parades so you can kind of see what's coming. And there's a couple of sports figures part of their lineup today. There's a Drew Brees float at the front. I'm pretty sure that's LL Cool J. He's uh, sitting on top of a wave underneath it. It says back to Cali, right? Going back to Cali. Um, and then where the ocean meets the sand, there's a sign that says San Diego with an arrow pointing the other way, right? Towards land. And there's Drew Brees. He's got a wagon and he's pulling the wagon. And on the wagon, it's all kind of footballs and awards. Walter Payton, Man of the Year, Super Bowl MVP, most career passing yards, all of that, and the Super Bowl trophies on the wagon. And on the wagon, it says awards and records. And there's Drew in flip-flops holding the wagon. And his right hand, he's got a an aerosol can. It says NBC hair. <laughs> um... So, that's that float. And on that float, it has him, and I guess that's Brittany doing Pilates, but thanks, Drew, is on that float as well. Then there's Ed Ogeron, and Coach O is in a P-Row. It's got two hands full of cash. On the front of it, it says 17 million buyout. A Gator's taking a bite of a binder. Behind him is the tree. I guess that's there's a scene of Eden, I guess, because Coach O is shirtless. Then you got a lady with her legs sticking out of Death Valley. There's a snake by her. And instead of apples or fruit on the tree, it's blue pills of Viagra. So, so that's that float. And then the other one that everyone's discussing right now, including Antonio Daniels, and I'll read his tweet here in a sec. It's Zion. On this float, there's a crawfish pot, a pelican sticking out of it. Deep fried pelican, super glaze, there's some donuts, there's a fried foul line, which is basically the free throw line, couple of bitten burgers, and on top of it, there's what is a character of Zion. There's a number one, and then ton, for one ton. And he has a large pull boy in his left hand, some cash in his right hand, Zion contract with money flowing out of that. A lot of people today are saying that's over the line, out of bounds. One of the local reporters tweeted that at Zion, and that's getting a lot of ire right now. So we'll get into that in a quick sec, but I got about five minutes with David Kahn, who is uh, all everything over there at Lee Field, 
They do all the college stuff left and right. David, it's an honor to have you in our town. No, actually, you're gone. You're on the bus now on the way to Louisiana <laughs> Tech. But you're you're filling in for Corey uh, calling Tulane baseball as Corey's doing the men's games. I'm doing ladies' games. So you're going to be doing Tulane baseball for a little bit here. Last night, you guys were at Nichols. Hard-fought game between the two, huh? Yeah, and it didn't seem like it was going to be right, Gus, because it was 4 nothing in the blink of an eye. Chase Anglehart with that huge blast through a very tough win that I know you're familiar with in Thibodeau. He kind of just sliced it right through the wind stream and it got out. And then it was 7 nothing when Ethan Groff went deep in the sixth, and you think, wow, maybe this is going to be an easy coast-to-coast win uh, at Nichols. But, of course, that never happens in the midweek. Uh, the Colonels are tough, and they rallied back. But, but props to the pitching staff, the back end of the bullpen, especially Zach DeVito just coming in and slamming the door in the ninth when, when the wave really needed uh, just some kind of consistency in the back of the pen to to replace a guy like Keegan Gillis from a year ago was was great to see, uh, and, it, and it's always good to get a midweek win, right? Especially your first win on the road, mm-hmm. and especially with where we're heading this weekend, right? We're on the way to Ruston, and that's going to be a very tough. Year. Yeah, no doubt. They just beat the Tigers yesterday of LSU seven five. The final over there at Nichols. Two quick questions for Dave, and then we'll let you go. Get back on the bus and head over to Ruston. Jimmy will come to you before this segment ends. We have Mike Silver, head coach of the Colonels, at one fifteen. But uh, Seth Beckstead, right? He gets the slap the wall, which I love it because on the road he just slapped coach. Coach has the wall there. Um, Travis Jewett. Why? Why did he get the slap, coach? Well, you know what? He, he played really well, right? And it was it was Seth's first start behind the dish uh, for Tulane, and we've talked about how the catching depth is so good for the Wave. They've really got five different catchers, and the fact that you can throw a guy like Seth Beckstead in there and get Bennett Lee some rest let him just DH focus on hitting is so great. But I think it's really just because of the fact that Seth played a very solid game behind the plate. He handled a lot of different pitchers. Tulane went with six different guys last night coming out mm-hmm. of the pen. And the fact that he was able to really manage the game well, keep all those guys under control, especially Chandler Welch, didn't have his best stuff last night, got hit around a little bit. I think that's why he got to slap the wall. You know, I, I was talking to Coach Jewett about this here as well, and I get it. Look, LSU and some other schools, midweek games are just, we got to get to the weekend. For everybody else, I think, in the state, though, these midweek games can determine whether or not you get a regional even host. So I think it's important to have somebody at least they can start on Tuesdays or Wednesdays and get you to your pen. Was that important for Carter Robertson to get that first start four innings? He had six Ks. Yeah, it absolutely was. And I talked to Coach Stewart before the game, and he said that this is a new thing for him to have a guy like Carter Robinson, who's a grad student at his fourth different school, to be able to actually start in the midweek. He could go out and get 12 midweek wins for Tulane throughout the year, and that could be an easy piece checked off the list that most college teams don't go off and say, oh, yeah, we have a midweek guy. It's fine. We've got it for the rest of the year. Like, that's probably what Carter Robinson's going to be for the Wave, and he could right. compete to slot into that Sunday spot in the rotation if, if Michael Matthews starts to struggle at all. So it's great to have a guy with experience in a midweek role because you don't have it all that often. And, Gus, Carter Robinson is a dude. Six strikeouts last night. He is intimidating on the mound at six eight, And it was really fun to watch him work because he got into a lot of trouble in each of the innings. But he never wavered, right? He held all those guys on. He only allowed, I think, one steal. There was one wild pitch. And he didn't bluster at all. Guys were on the base pads every inning. Nichols had seven men in scoring position against him in the first four innings. None of them scored. Robinson just buckled down, got big Ks. I think he struck out four in a row at one point. It It was a pleasure to watch that man work. 
at SportsCon4 is the way to follow David over on Twitter. And again, he'll be calling Tulane Baseball over the weekend over there at Louisiana Tech. It's a pretty big series, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's a massive series. They're the number 15 team in the country, right? And, and they just beat number two LSU. So, I mean, they, these boys are for real. They just hosted a regional for the first time ever in program history last year. They're 4-0. Tulane's 4-0. This is a big, big-time series, and they have – Basically, every piece of their lineup from last year, all three members of their rotation coming back from a year ago, a lot of things that Tulane doesn't have because all their rotation is now in the pros. So it, it's a big proving series, and, and Nichols was a good little road test, especially with that comeback that they had to mm-hmm. you know, hold off at the end. And then that's what Coach Stewart said last night on the bus. He said, look, that was a tune-up. We got a big series coming up this weekend, and we showed that we could be mentally tough enough to withstand a late-inning surge by a team at their place, because we're going to get that this weekend in Louisiana Tech, probably all three games, especially if Tulane jumped out to an early lead like they've liked to do in their first four games of the year. So this is a massive series, and it's going to show a lot about both the, the physical and the mental toughness of this team. Such a pro, Mr. David Kahn. I have to buddy her up since I didn't get the chance to go meet you. <laughs> for some beverages. Yeah, what the heck, guys? Come on. Dude, I was in bed at 920. It's been a long week, and I got to travel still. It's been a long week. But, no, man, I appreciate the time good. catching you're up. Good. you got to go to Philly, too, so yes. thanks for having me on. Yeah, hopefully I, I might be able to see you before you leave. You know, never know. Um, at SportsCon4 is the way to follow you on Twitter. I'm sure you'll be posting stuff like you're doing. You'll have the, the weekend coverage, Tulane at Louisiana Tech. That starts again tomorrow. Thanks for the time, sir. Go get back on the bus and don't leave you. Yes, sir. Appreciate it, Mr. David Kahn. Um, we'll have Mike Silva, head coach of the Colonels, coming up here at 115-800-998-1003 if you'd like to chime into the conversation. So as I was mentioning right before I went to him, it's a lot of people kind of, you know, giving their opinions uh, about the Zion float. As I mentioned, there's the two other sports figures, part of the float lineup. And it is, you know, Coach O with Viagra pills, handfuls of cash, some lady sticking her legs and half in, half out of Tiger Stadium. He got Drew Brees, Sam going back to Cali, spray painting his hair, you know. <laughs> but there's Zion with the jersey that says one ton. Lots of food below him, lots of cash next to him. And a lot of people feel that that's crossing the line. And again... This week has been a very interesting week. It, it hasn't been held back on a lot of the reporting or feelings about it. I do think everyone wants it to work one way, shape, or form. So, was it over the line? Now, Fletcher grabbed some of those photos, tweeted it, and put it at Zion. That's gotten the ire of a lot of people, including Antonio Daniels, color analyst for the Pelicans. This is BS, and you know it at Fletcher. You know exactly what you're doing here. One day you'll realize athletes are human first. Some things are more important than clicks, likes, and attention. There's a 21-year-old young man's feelings on the end of this tweet. Think first, and then he kind of goes on to explain a little bit more why he feels that way. Is it over the line because it's directed towards his weight? Like, would it be fair game if it's just him with cash? Or is it just because of his age? Is it because of, let's be honest, the contentious manner that people feel right now? 
Jimmy, you got about two minutes, sir, before Coach Silver calls. What do you think? Hey, buddy. Hey, look, I'm out here at the Endymion Parade. I'm, I'm already got my you, spot. You got your spot already on Thursday. I got my spot, brother. <laughs> Why not, dude? Hey, I listen, I got my I got my Southern Miss jersey on. I'm excited. Larry Fedora is back in town. And now we got this quarterback for the New Orleans Breakers, and actually he's got Southern Miss roots, uh, Kyle Slaughter. He actually went to Southern Miss before transferring to uh, Northern Colorado. But, look, listen, <laughs> I know you're talking a lot of, about a lot of subjects. Um I'm just baffled with the whole Zion situation. I mean, now they're saying Zion blames David Griffin. Um, it's like, it, I don't know if it's his family influencing this or wants him to get to a bigger market so early on. Well, what do we have? We have the end of this year and then next year under contract, Gus. And then what? Do, I mean, does this force us to trade him? I mean, this is more embarrassing than the Chris Paul situation and Anthony Davis, but at what point does his value in the NBA go below warranting some big market or some big trade or some big value like he wants? Because, I mean, he's now deemed as being kind of disgruntled all the time for no reason whatsoever. He's overweight. He's got that whole thing going on, kind of compared to Greg Odom. Injury riddled, the way he plays, a lot of uh, pressure on his ankles and knees and whatnot. So, I mean, at what point, because, you know, Chris Paul and Anthony Davis, before they pitched the fit here, and even Baron Davis, before they pushed their way out of New Orleans, they put up a few good years, right, guys? I mean, they had valuable, you know, all-star level No, I, I hear you. Look, like I said, Jimmy, and I got to hit the break because Coach Silva's on, but I think everyone wants it to work out and needs it to work out for both parties, for both sides. If you don't want to be here and you want to be traded, you got to show that you're healthy. You got to get on the court. If you're the Pelicans, you want the guy that you drafted number one overall to be on the court. Which is why you're making moves and doing what you're doing. So we'll take a quick break. We just spoke with David Kahn. Gave us the two-lane side of things from last night's game on the diamond against Nichols. We'll hear from the head man himself for the Colonels next. When we come back on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. I was surprised. I was definitely surprised. Yep, we had no idea. Totally surprised. Um, can you say jaw drop? Who knew? State Farm with these great rates? The surprise everyone's talking about is the surprisingly great rates for home and auto insurance from State Farm, especially when you combine them. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today. 985-632-0988. Want more from your bank? Open a Cajun Pride checking account at State Bank and Trust Company and enjoy the benefits. Unlimited check writing, overdraft protection, online banking, mobile banking, debit card. 
ID theft assistance, safe deposit box discounts, prescription drug discounts, shopping, travel, entertainment discounts, and much more. Call or come in for more information about applicable fees and terms. State Bank and Trust Company. Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. State Bank and Trust Company, member FDIC. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. Talker, ain't you? A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Welcome back, Sports Hangover. You're home for Pelicans basketball. We get back in action on Friday. And as we started last week throughout the season, we're going to be keeping tabs on college baseball throughout the year. We spoke with Matt Reiser back at 1245 and in it's now time to talk about the Colonels here with head coach Mike Silva. Coach, good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon. I'm doing well. How about you guys? Doing good, man. Uh, when we spoke last Thursday, previewing the season, I asked you what kind of baseball team you wanted. And you say, look, you wanted a team that was going to come out there, fight hard, battle all the time, and, and kind of see where the chips fall towards the end of the season here. And so far, I think through your four games, you've seen a team that absolutely is going to be in contention in some games here and battle for people. Yeah, I was proud of our guys this weekend. It was obviously a really tough kind of baptism by fire for the staff and these kids right now uh, getting cranked up. We played Missouri out of the SEC, and then you know Tulane's got a fantastic program as well. We've really been challenged, so we've been exposed in some areas that we can improve on mm-hmm. in the coming weeks leading up to conference. But there's definitely more positive than negatives and uh, a lot of fight in our guys. I was really happy to see that. You know, one of our things that we tell them is just keep punching. I, I thought they continue to do that no more on display than last night. We had some defensive miscues and. They just kept punching and kept putting that batch together, and we had a chance late in the game to tie it up. It didn't happen, mm-hmm. but uh, hats off to Tulane. Like I said, they got a great program. Let's go back to that Missouri series. Four games, and you mentioned against the team at the SEC, and you know that conference, they, those schools in that conference know that it's going to be a difficult one, so they have a lot of different, um, I guess, ways to try to build to contend and compete with all that. What, was it telling that your team was able to come back on that Sunday after – giving up double-digit runs, not really scoring, but then being able to come back and win 9-8 to like you guys did on that Sunday? Yeah, 100%. I thought it was really indicative of the first five games, kind of how the weekend started. It was We were a little bit sped up, uh, a little bit overwhelmed, I felt like, on Friday and Saturday. And then I thought we really settled in on, uh, you know, on – on Saturday, I mean, on a, on Sunday and Monday, and then uh, Wednesday last night, I thought it was the same thing. We're still not doing enough things at a high enough level to win, but I think the kids, for the first time, can really see that if we clean a few things up, that uh, we'll have an opportunity to win a lot of games. And I thought that was really encouraging, and the vibe is positive in our locker room. It's positive on our staff, and we're going to get back to work today and ready for the weekend. And when you take a look at that game yesterday, being able to come back again early at the very beginning, you see you get down quickly, but again, to, to your point, that the whole fight, four runs in the seventh, a run in the eighth, and you're, you're right there uh, for a chance to come back there. Again, telling you a little bit about yourself, about what kind of team you got? Yeah, for sure. I think that's, that's all we're asking for, is just them to leave it all out in the field and they're doing that. We just, to be honest, we're just, we have too many unforced errors. We're, right. we're creating too many free passes and you know, not playing routine catch, with our, which our guys are capable of doing. It really hasn't been the big plays or 
or lack of effort that's cost us. It's just it's just a small detail side of the game and and really routine fundamentals we have to clean up, and we could for sure do that. I'm really encouraged with our guys moving forward into the weekend and as we get closer to conference play. Yeah, you look at the box score, Coach, and to your point, you out-hit Tulane 12-7, to so you guys put the ball in play. You gave yourselves an opportunity, but, man, in baseball, right, walks and arrows, they're just they're so hard to overcome, and there's a two under the E column. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, six of their runs were really out of free passes, the four walks, and then uh, the two errors cost the big. Um, but you know what, you know, like I said, we have a long way to go as a program and we know that the kids in our locker room know that our coaching staff knows that, but we're going to keep punching and keep preparing and come out and, and get better. Our guys have a tremendous attitude right now. I, I intend for practice to be really good today. And I think we're going to come out and show marked improvement this weekend and move it into the following week. We have, you know, Mississippi Valley this weekend. And then Louisiana tech comes in here on Tuesday. Obviously I'm all too familiar with them and, uh, mm-hmm. We're excited about the challenge. I just want to be better every week. I think we're better right now than when we started last week, and hopefully we'll be better at the end of this week uh, than we were last week. And that's all we're trying to continue to do is just improve and grow the program. You mentioned Mississippi Valley State starting this weekend. Tomorrow's game is 6 p.m. What can you tell us about them? Yeah, I think they're going to be athletic. Uh, Obviously, they've been struggling as a program as well. So these are really important games for us. I think one of the – one of the themes for us, I want that opening day energy and that passion, that focus. You know, even though the results and the execution wasn't there, we wanted every single time we play. I thought they gave it to us last night. We're expecting our guys to go out. We have an opportunity to hopefully win a few games this weekend. And if we take right. care of business, maybe potentially get back to 500 before Louisiana Tech comes to town. And that'd be huge for our team and our program and our confidence. So these games are huge. They're just as important as Missouri, just as important as Tulane. I think every game in college baseball feels like a postseason game, so mm-hmm. I'm excited to see our guys come out and respond and continue to compete. What do you think will be key to try to get the the series win here? We got to get off to a good start on the mound, and we got to play catch. I mean, to be quite honest, I'm really, really encouraged by our offense. Our offense has exceeded all my expectations uh, these first five games. They, they've really done a great job competing every single inning, and you know the box score, the hits don't really show up the amount of barrels that we had over the first five games, and so just really aggressive really positive swings the guys are fighting we need to slow the game down on the mound and slow the game down defensively and just play catch and make routine plays and throw the ball over the plate i'd love to make it more difficult or challenging than that but for us just throwing strikes and playing catch and we got we got we have to definitely clean a lot of things up in those areas all right coach and you got your starters for friday and saturday we do we got uh Nico Sato Formaggio, uh, he'll start again on Friday. He had a tough start against Missouri. I'm looking for him to respond. And then uh, Tyler Terrio is going to start on Saturday, and uh, Devin DeSandro is going to start on Sunday. Um, Devin was outstanding, man. He gave us a great start, and Tyler was a tough luck loser. Those guys threw the ball really, really well. And then out of the bullpen, uh, Kate Evans and Chase Deering have been outstanding. So, again, there's some guys that are really stepping up and throwing the ball really better than they have to this point. So we're excited to see them continue to improve. I'm looking forward to the weekend. All right, so the homestand continues, Mississippi Valley State. Tomorrow, 6 o'clock Saturdays, a 3 p.m. first pitch, and Sunday, 1 p.m. first pitch. We'll be talking throughout the season. Coach Mike Silva, appreciate the time. Thank you for finding it for us. All right, Gus, appreciate you. Go Cardinals. Yep, for sure. There he goes. And, of course, you can always go check out the latest for Nichols. Go Colonels.com. Click on baseball. You can find out anything from the roster to the schedule to everything else. 800-998-1003. One of the things, again, that we were just discussing on earlier this hour is um, Antonio Daniels' feelings about how posting those photos or tweeting about it, maybe it's more specific about tweeting at Zion. Um, fair game, not fair game. Over the line. Love to get your opinions on it, Pels fan. Um, 
it is a parade that is political, satirical, pokes fun, however you want to look at it. Uh, I don't know. I, I think this week has been interesting, right? I mean, you, you take a look at where we have gone this week, really, when you think about it, from publicly former teammates, current teammates questioning, essentially, desire to, you know, him finally posting something on Instagram. And finally reaching out to C.J. McCollum. So you just kind of wonder if eventually that is somewhat kind of coming to fruition or or not, right? Um, look, an hour ago he's posting on a on his story. It says, "My dogs." For L 100%. And it's Billy Hernan Gomez and Jackson Hayes picking him up off the floor. And Billy is on there. And I guess his portion of the comments is through ups and downs. We never let a brother alone. You do get the sense and feeling that I think the message may be starting to get in there. And again, that that's the most social media presence and social media that he's had in a long, long time this week alone. And you heard Christian Clark earlier in the show kind of kind of mention it and touch on it, that you, you almost kind of want to see the Pelicans say, hey, we want you back, we want you to stay here. And here's the thing. He's never said he didn't want to. It's just the actions kind of speak that way, right? The, the feeling is sort of out there. Is this float an indication of maybe that that crew or what they believe to be the feeling in the city? Like, do, do you legitimately feel that this city has moved on from Zion? Doesn't want him here? I'm not ready to say that. I don't think so. I, I think there's a level of frustration. And frustration can lead to a lot of different things. I've said this already. There's nothing wrong with being critical. There's nothing wrong with bringing to light facts or certain things. Right? How you act towards people, how you treat people, how, how you tackle on either adversity or your work. Those are fair game. And I think when you look at this relationship and what's happened in three years, frustrations tend to make you have emotions about certain things. About it. Look, I, I I don't know or think that certain actions are specifically because he doesn't want to be here. I've always seen this, right? And I've always wondered this. Like, him ordering pizzas in his room per Kendrick Perkins at the draft combine. This is before the Pelicans drafted him. Mind you. Is that a way to not... Not play in New Orleans? Is that an indication that you don't want to be in New Orleans? That's why I don't understand sometimes the national media gets on this craze and start going, well, you see, he's showing you don't want to be there. How? What are you talking about specifically about that? Now, if there's a broken relationship with a member of management, as I said, well, then it's either repaired, it's come to a halt one way, shape, or form, but that doesn't 
excuse the other aspects that you're responsible for. That's building a relationship with your teammates. That's building a relationship with your coach. That's, you know, working on your game. I mean, at worst, go AD. Absolutely selfish to one other way, shape, or form. It's all about me. That's all, folks. But the guy worked on his game. You can't say he didn't. So I hit the bottom of the hour. Quick break. Next guest in into 2.15. Luke Johnson will join us. We'll talk about the Saints making it official on their Twitter. I mean, on their on their webpage. There it is. Uh, all the, the staff roster moves, things of that nature. Plus, we'll also mention a little bit about the news that broke yesterday afternoon, early evening, where it looks like Troy Aikman will be leaving Fox. Does that open the door for you-know-who? We'll talk about that as well. We've got plenty to get into top of the 3 o'clock hour. Matt Muscone, after further review, will take on over. It's the Sports Hangover. When you're home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. A new name, a new era. TGMC is now Terrebonne General Health System. This change reflects our transition to more of an all-around healthcare partner rather than just a healthcare provider. With new facilities, new innovations, and new ways to help you, we've done more than change our name. We've changed our future. To see what's new at Terrebonne General Health System, visit TGHealthSystem.com. Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses, call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone, America's number one brakes destination. Right now, you can do the complete job and get a great deal when you buy a set of Duralast brake pads and rotors. It's also AutoZone's national hiring event. We're hiring all positions, from sales to warehouse and drivers, both part-time and full-time. Visit careers.autozone.com or any one of our stores. Get in zone, AutoZone. Claim based on data from the NPD Group 2021. Oh, big talker, ain't you? The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Hey, Dundry 998-1003 if you'd like to tweet at us here as well at ESPN Radio NOLA. Looking at a couple of the replies here as well as... um. Like I said, there's some people that really, really do not care for that float. Do your opinion. 800-998-1003. Are you side on this? Do you think some things are, are fair game? Do you think certain things are out of bounds? Or do you think the situation maybe makes it sort of like that? What, what if, what if the, the float is just Zion, a replica of the commercial, the Mountain Dew commercial, is just sitting on the couch? The character doesn't say one ton. 
but he's on the couch and he has a fistful of money. Is that out of bounds? Is anything out of bounds? Anything about Zion right now? Like what, what specifically makes it out of bounds for you? Is it about his weight? I'm seeing some people comment, hey, that's fair game. He doesn't stay in shape. Antonio Daniels, color commentator for the Pels on TV, says, got to remember that he's, he's a 21-year-old and that he has feelings. And that's mean-spirited. You look at the other two sports figures in the parade that have their own floats, Drew Brees. He's got the can of hair. NBC hair is what it says as he's spraying his, his noggin. Coach O, it's kind of a Adam and Eve Garden of Eden depiction. And instead of apples, it's Viagra pills on the tree. So, I don't know. Like I said, I... I it, it does seem today, though, that there's a lot of people, and I wonder if at the end of this week, and taking into account all of this week, if Pell's fans are kind of like, all right, it, let, let's move on, let's clarify, let's get this going, whatever shape or form. Jeff Duncan wrote about it. Christian Clark, who we had on earlier, wrote about it, about a lack of trust is where this relationship is right now. Um. So you just kind of wonder if Pell's fans, because this is why I'm at, just, just work it out. Fix it. However it is or whatever it is, fix it. Is it just the injury or is it a lot more than just the injury? That needs to get repaired, right? Uncle Earl, thank you for giving us a call here on the show, sir. What do you got for us? Hey, Goose, how's it going, baby? Doing well, man. Hey, uh, that, that float, the float you talk, I, I think it's hilarious. Do you? I mean, it's, <laughs> I, I would love to, are you going to the parade tonight, Goose? I would no, I'm not. That, I'm not. I'm leaving early tomorrow morning, so I got things to do. I, I, I don't know if hilarious is how I would call it because I look at it again. I, I think the situation and, and where everything is right now is why people, I think, kind of feel it's over the line. I could also yeah. understand how some people feel it's warranted. I also am looking at it in the context of that is what that parade does, right? I mean, that whether it's Trump, the mayor, I mean, there have been some, some, some very interesting floats in the past, right? That are a lot more than tongue in cheek. So that's why I'm asking if the people that do feel it's over the line, is it because specifically about the weight? I mean, I, I'm almost sure that that is not the only person that's been represented as overweight. But that yeah, is one of the things that has been his issue here. So that is what they attack and also the cash and, you know, and all of that. So I, I, that's why I'm saying I, I'm wondering if it's the situation that gets people feeling it's over the line nearly as much as opposed to the depiction of being a crook, of being a womanizer, of being a racist. I mean, again, there are a lot of other figures that have been attacked in this parade in similar fashion that you could look at as mean-spirited, right? So 
How long, that's how long is asking. that parade been going on, Goose? How long, how long have they been doing that? I don't know off the top of my head, but it's, it's been a while. I mean, it's definitely okay, been a while. Okay, that's my mm-hmm. first time hearing about it. I mean, not to sound kind of well, retarded, but... Right. Um, and like I yeah, said, and uh, I wonder because of that, and, and, and that's what I was saying. Like, I, I have it on right now, ESPN. I'm wondering if at 2 o'clock when NBA Today comes on ESPN, if that's going to make it on there. You know, I'm wondering if tomorrow on wow. first take, that's going to make it on there. And that gets turned into, you know, the city, it's turned its back. All of a sudden, the crew of chaos is speaking for all Pels fans. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, that's, I think that's also part of to why people are going, hey, this is out of bounds. You know what I mean? Because let's be honest, <laughs> you, you kind of want them to play for you. So, yeah. hey, you know, to, uh, do putting him on time. a float and putting a jersey on him that says one ton help you. Yeah, that ain't going to probably help things right there. Probably I, not. I it sure as hell doesn't Goose, want you to come back, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Goose, do you do you think he really wants to play for the New Orleans Pelicans? <sighs> in your in your opinion, do you think he wants to be here in New Orleans with everything going on? I don't know. That's my honest answer. I don't know. I don't know. I can't tell you one way, shape, or form. All I know is in my life, I, I actions speak louder than words. Um, yeah. Inaction, silence a lot of times. I mean, literally the guy's posted more this week in social media than he has since, you know, he went away to Never Neverland. So I, I don't know. I, I just honestly don't know. He's never said, I don't want to be here. And should he be required to say, I want to be here? I mean, the last time he did speak with his mouth. Was that media day? And he said, I'm glad you asked that. I love it here. So was that fake? Was he lying? I don't know. But that's the last time we heard him, and that's what he said. But everyone feels that he doesn't. So where's that come from? Anyway. I know if I was the organization, and and if somebody doesn't want to be here, man, we try to do something. I know the Pelicans are probably handcuffed with contracts and all this stuff and everything. But when when the kid is healthy... Man, he's a hell of a player, Goose. I mean, well, he can again, help us tremendously. Just, which is why I keep saying you want him to play for you. And if he doesn't want to be here, the best way out of here is to actually play and show that you're healthy, yeah. that you're good, and then everybody hungers and and craves you, man. Uncle Earl, thank you, man. I want hey, to get Goose. to Sean. Go ahead, buddy. Goose, happy Mardi Gras to you and your family, baby. You too, man. Appreciate it so much. Have a great Mardi Gras weekend. Jordan Kleber, Travis. A member of the LeBron Kingdom, how is he feeling? He and General D will host the show tomorrow. Sean Fox, how to how to get you on real quick, sir? I know you're busy. It, you know it, it must be tough being able to be part of a victory over there. You're doing victory laps. I mean, your Twitter. How are your thumbs doing? You couldn't tweet fast enough yesterday with your La Tech win. Gosh, you can't spell elite without LT, man. There it is. It is what it is. Not not surprised. Not surprised. No, it was. I was telling my wife it was. It was weird. It's one of those. It's one of those. It's very rare that I don't ever really root for LSU against. Excuse me, against LSU often. Right, that was. Right. That was one of those weird times that I did. But uh, I'm glad to see the Bulldogs come out. With no, in all honesty, though, pick the picture. Yeah, you, you great, were. I mean, pick the picture. Yeah. I mean, not only just the amount of camo because you said it was a record number of camo at oh, the state. Had to be. <laughs> <laughs> had to be. I'll, I'll tell you, this is probably the. Biggest number of camouflage jackets at a sporting event in the history of man. Like well, if anybody I mean, was built to, to be in that element, it was those people and not me. Because right. I don't hunt, so right. I was very ill prepared. My wife called me a hobo. I'm so, like so, out here with a sweater. So does that mean on. that you need to go get a hunting jacket then? 
pro- I probably should have, as soon as I got above Alexandria, I should have bought one 20 years ago. Yes, and a truck. <laughs> and a truck. There you go. <laughs> that would probably help you fit in, Sean. Yeah, let's try to do that. But what was that atmosphere like, man? What was that atmosphere like? It was like? fun. Um, look, it was fun. Like, you don't get LSU in, in, in Ruston for 25 years. And the, the ball, here, here's what I don't get. And I'm going to talk about this at the start of my show today. I re- LSU job is the best, worst job in the country, right? Because it's such a good job. People are passionate. At the same time, if you lose a, if you lose a game, especially a midweek game, and you don't go to Omaha, everybody completely melts down. I don't know. I see LSU fans melting down on Twitter, and it's like maybe you lost to a really good team who's in the top 25 who hosted a regional on the road. I don't think it's the end of the world. I don't think it's a bad loss for LSU. And I think LSU is going to be fine by the time it's all said and done, and will probably they've got the talent at least on the uh, at the plate to end up in Omaha. But Gus, it was. I mean, look, the people were into it. It was good. Did 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 they treat it like it was the World Series? No. Did I see them be more rambunctious uh, last year? And the, and I'm not taking a shot because probably Southern Miss, but the atmosphere with Southern Miss last year was markably better than what I saw last night. And granted, weather probably had something to do with it, but every every seat was filled, and we were treated to a really, really special night in Northeast Louisiana with that getting up with any time you are a state school and you beat LSU with a big deal. Yeah. Is it a world seat? No. No. But it, like, this is the same program that beat Ole Miss in Arkansas last year. The same. So it's just another good team that they beat. It happens to be the flagship school in the state. So, yeah, it's big. Head coach Willie Green just spoke about 20 minutes ago. Pell's getting their practice, and it'll be heading over to the West Coast here, taking on Phoenix tomorrow. Willie Green says that, uh, as far as Zion, what Z is going through is extremely difficult. I've been through injuries, know how things weigh on you. For us, it's important here to have compassion for what he's going through right now. Look, we've been talking about, and you might have heard me mention it before we came to you too as well about the float that's going to run today. Yeah, that I think the picks chicken in. Blank. Okay, yeah. so you you think that's chicken blank? Yeah, I think it's terrible. I don't. I mean, what's the point? This is Gus. I think I can't add more to what you just said before I came on. You and I both know whether or not it it, it doesn't represent the people of New Orleans, but yet it does because that is exactly what's going to turn into. This is how people in this city and this state feel about him, and that ain't fair to the rest of us who don't. So that I, pisses me off. Yeah, yeah and, and that's what I was going to say too. Because you, you're the first thing when I saw that was how long until it goes viral, social media wise. How how long until I see it? like I'm I'm waiting for the top of the hour, not with bated breath, but almost with angst. And hope that it doesn't lead NBA today on ESPN. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it could be construed as, um, you know, the, the the city hates them. They don't want them around. Look at them. They look at them as this one-ton caricature. You know, now, they're now already trying to get them out. The national media is already trying to get them out of town. Now you're just now you're just giving them to, to you're giving them that info on the silver. I mean, here you go, take him. Now he's yours. You've just given him out on a silver platter by doing. Hmm. Like I said, I, 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 I don't, get, and I don't know anything about this this parade. I've never heard of it till today. Well, there good you go. Form, they're getting some recognition, but <laughs> if, it, if their thing is to like be controversial and piss people off, congratulations, you've succeeded. 
Well, and Sean, here's the other element of it, too, that I think that you've seen here this week. You know, Rich Paul and Clutch Sports got activated this weekend. You know, anywhere from LeBron hasn't closed the door to Cleveland to he's unhappy with Rob Palenka to should AD be treated. He is sending and they are sending all kinds of messages, right, that, to what to do. New York's a disaster. Um, I'm looking around the league. I mean, John, you know, Chauncey Billups was handpicked by Dame Lillard. They, they've gone into rebuild mode over there, essentially. Like, wh- where are you going? You know what I'm saying? It's almost like this needs to be repaired and fixed one way, shape, or form. Market size, I think that's some sort of idea that marketers have or people clutch. that, I, I don't get it. It's it is clutch. because you know what? Yeah. I'm watching highlights right now on this just in of Jean Morant dunking on everybody by a Memphis team. That has the third best record in the Western Conference. Memphis. Like Memphis. I, I'm being honest. I'm not being ugly. But when Tulane travels to Memphis, I look at the itinerary to see when I'm leaving. Like I'm just being honest. Like I can't. It is my least favorite road trip. But they're the number three seed. What's the main difference? Their guys played, yes. But they have continuity. They have a lot of guys that got drafted the same year as Ja. And, and they've played together. That head coach has been there three years. Like it behooves Zion to play for two years, and it behooves the Pels to get him to play and succeed. It just behooves both parties, man. Gus, I, I, I honestly, and this, and I thought this the moment that the kid was drafted. I don't expect him to finish his career in a Pelican uniform. I never did. But I'm gonna go back to what I talked about yesterday. I still don't think that doesn't mean the kid doesn't want to play here. I think he does, but I think things like this. Don't help the situation. I mean, and we're all talking, oh, Zion's going Sonic. Well, he Instagrammed today. And is, does that make everybody feel better? Like, Brian, hey, Brian Kelly talked to the media. Does that make everybody feel better? Yeah. I mean, what, what do they want this <laughs> besides play? And he can't do anything about because of that. I, I just, I just think this is com- completely, maybe I'm, maybe I'm naive, but I, I just think everything that's happened to Zion is, is really unfair. Sean Fox at Fox 4 Sports Talk over on Twitter. We normally chat with him on Wednesdays, but a big win yesterday, and I want to get his opinion on this here as well. So I'm helping your show prep. Thank you as always, bud. Appreciate you as always, Gus. Later, pal. Appreciate the time. There he goes. Quick break. We come back. We'll open up the phone lines, get your thoughts on it. Um, so Sean said it's chicken bleep. Antonio Daniels thinks it's wrong that Fletcher grabbed it, tweeted it at Zion and others in the media. What do you lay on this? Also, Stan Van Gundy apparently has chimed in on if Zion will end up with the New York Knicks. I'll touch on that next on ESPN New Orleans. If everything's the same and everything's the way that it should be. Ramsey's is known for three things. One. Engagement rings. Two. Diamonds. Three. Fashion. And Nola's a fashion city. Diamond hoop earrings. With diamonds on the outside. And on the inside of the hoop. One carat total weight. $2,199 with Earthmine diamonds. $1,099 with created diamonds. 
And we've got diamond hoops up to four carats. A three-carat diamond tennis bracelet. Just $2,199 with created diamonds. $29.99 with Earthmine diamonds. And we've got tennis bracelets up to 17 carats. Diamond Riviera necklaces are like a string of pearls. But instead of pearls... It's diamonds all the way around. You'll find eight carat... Ten carat... And 15 carat Riviera necklaces at Ramsey's. And as always, fantastic financing is available with approved credit. See the 2022 wish book at Ramsey's.com. Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers is the largest diamond store in Louisiana on veterans between Bonneville and West End in Metairie. It's the President's Day sales event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck van at Southland Dodge, Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. The cleanup continues from the recent storms, and we want you to know that nobody can get a metal roof or metal building to you faster than Reed's Metals in Brookhaven. For all your metal building components, Reed's Metals has it all in stock. Roll-up doors, insulation, skylights, purlins, and more. Our metal building frames are American-made steel, all put together by certified welders. Metal buildings and everything you need with quick delivery, too. When you call Reed's Metals in Brookhaven, 601-823-6516 or online at reedsmetals.com. Oh, big talker, ain't you? The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Coming up at 2.15, Luke Johnson will join us. Luke Johnson will join us at 2.15. We'll talk about the Saints making it official, their offensive coordinator, defensive coordinators. What? do you think is going to happen in the booth last night yesterday evening the word got out looks like jury aikman it's about to sign a big deal to go be monday night football's caller analyst which would leave that spot open for fox does buck and peyton become the team does breeze leave NBC. I don't know. Be interesting. Jack, thanks for calling the sports hangover, sir. How are you? Hi, Gus. How are you? Doing well. Gus, uh, you know that thing you do when uh, when people say something a little off and you say, that's all the time we have for you? Yeah. I, I think you maybe should have done that with Sean Fox. Look, man, I understand that taking shots at Zion is not going to help the situation at this point. Okay. But not to understand the frustration that we have with him is a little tone deaf. So, okay, so you're you're answering one of the questions I'm having out there. Is part of why people feel that way based on the climate, the situation, right? Like, um, you know, again, I mean – Coach O's depiction in the caricature. It's, it's a, you know, Garden of Eden sort of theme. And whether it's this parade or, you know, the the ones that start the, the, the carnival season, I can't think of it. It runs in the quarter. Um, they're very satirical. Stuff. I mean, they, they have all kinds of body parts on top of their floats and stuff like that. So some of them are to be like that. I, I've seen... 
politicians be portrayed as criminals and crooks and things of that nature. So I'm wondering if part of the reason people are, you know, feeling that it's over the line is based on the, the situation, the climate, that it feels like he either wants to leave or it's not working or you're picking on them and you be, be careful to not do that. And that's what I use, that word. For, I think a lot of it comes from frustration, and it's kind of what you're bringing up right now. You think that the frustration, the the history, that all of that is why this crew decided to depict him in this way. You know, Gross, in a grand scheme of things, it, you know, picking on Zion Williamson is not that important, okay? And, and, and I haven't seen it, to be honest, so I don't know exactly what they're going to do. Um, but it's, it's, it's a Mardi Gras parade. And, and, and you know, like you kind of detailed since this started, Zion's brought on a lot of this stuff himself. You know, if, if you just got out in front of I mean, gosh, you talk about this all the time. If you just got out in front of this, did a little bit of work, make some effort, none of this would be happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like I said, I... I've offered my services for crisis management for quite some time for some jerseys and some, some floor seats, you know. Um, I, I'm with you, man. And like I said, that, that's what really stinks. When you look at it this week, it, it's come to a head, right? I mean, name a columnist, name a reporter. They have penned something one way, shape, or form since Wednesday. Will Guillory's written something on The Athletic. Rob Walker, the columnist, has written something about it. Uh, Christian Clark, the lack of trust. He's written something about it, which we had him on today. Jeff Duncan, you know, feels like this relationship, it's broken. It's just inevitable. I mean, everyone's touched on it this week. And I, I just think that's part of why Antonio Daniels and others are, are bringing up feelings or are bringing up um, to to mind people's, you know, words as to what they mean. And, and look, I'll say this. The fact that enough people in that organization tend to kind of make it seem like it may be offensive or maybe hurtful. Maybe he, maybe that smile, that, that, that demeanor we see is that of a shy introvert person that, you know, isn't Ja or isn't one of these guys that literally goes out there and says, I'm going to take your soul and stuff. Not everybody's built the same way. And, you know, again, to your point, you can help a lot of this. You know, which is why I say, whether it's the organization, whether it's people, his team, his family, you could have gotten out in front of this a lot. You could have been visible. You could have been social through social media. You could have done things throughout the community to build, quite honestly, that, that wall of protection. You know, I have said this before. If while he was injured or unable to play, he goes to some schools once a week. He's on the, the broadcast with A.D. and Joel Myers for a quarter once a month. If he's in there next to Graf and, you know, we kind of bring you what they're doing on the court and you see him on the court when, you know, somebody hits the game winner and he's there, the first one to, to hug Brandon Ingram when he knocks down that game. If he was doing all of that, a float like this comes out and they're killing this crew, right? If he's doing that... Then everyone in New Orleans is like, get off of the guy, stop, he's injured. And and, and I think that has a lot to do with it. Gus, just one last thing. Yeah. This isn't all on him, like you just kind of mentioned. Sure. Some of this is on the Pelicans. Yeah. Because 100%. if you didn't want if you 
if you didn't want it to get to this, and, and he, I mean, the kid's only played a third of the games he's eligible to play. If you didn't want to get it, it to get to this point, then you should have done something. But you should have had this meeting a year ago, you know, and find out what exactly he wants, what are his problems, is he actually hurt? Does he really want to play basketball? Eyeing this stuff out, and, and, and you can't you, you can't you can't expect people to keep buying tickets when your main attraction you, you don't even know if he wants to be here or or other direction that the franchise it, it really makes the franchise look inept. You know what I mean? So, 100%. well, Jack, what do you expect? They, they left Jack. Oh, they, they left CJ McCollum when they went to go pick him up. I mean, you saw that, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I'm not saying. What do you expect? How do you leave CJ McCollum back in Portland? (laughs) Again, I have offered my services. I am a lot cheaper than a retainer or or cash. I I want floor seats. I want a jersey that says GCAT on it. And I want the Jumpman logo version. I mean, let me help you. I'm sorry, gosh, what, what, look, that's what everybody that's a public relations person for the for the Pelicans and for Zion should all be fired because they they did a horrible job. Thanks for taking my call. Have a good day. Thank you, man. Enjoy the uh, Mardi Gras weekend again, Bye-bye. Jordan Travis, a member of the LeBron Kingdom. We're actually giving him a seat in the studio tomorrow. How is he feeling as the Lakers get back into action? Trade AD, LeBron's mad at Rob. No one's happy in the land of La La. Quick break. We come back. Mark, I see you, sir. I will open up our number three with you. Luke Johnson, 215 from the Advocate in Picayune. We'll talk Saints at 215. Open phone lines again at 230. But, Mark, we'll start our three next when we return on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, 